Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The podcast is about to begin. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Today's sponsor of the podcast is Goddess Guidance. And did you, any of my listeners, just wake up and think to yourself, yo, life's a bitch. And then think, I need help working through it without losing my mind. Well, Holla at Goddess Guidance and she'll hook you up with intuitive readings and self-empowerment insight and guidance to get you through the difficult parts of your life. You can find info on services and monetary investments on her website, AnnaMRomero.com. Again, AnnaMRomero.com. The link will be in the description and it is also available on my website. So for those of you who need guidance, go look her up. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 27 of the Graveyard Grumbler podcast. I am your host, Tino Romero Jr., a.k.a. the Graveyard Grumbler. Episode 27, three away from 30. Wow. Just seems like yesterday I started my podcast. But today's episode is, uh, hopefully it's a good one. I, I had fun doing the research. I've been really into extraterrestrial shit for the last couple of days. So I figured today would be a good day for me to do an episode on Area 51, which I personally never had too much knowledge on. But ironically, yesterday was World UFO Day. I didn't do this on purpose. I didn't intentionally create Area 51 episode to fall on July 3rd when the day before was UFO Day. I didn't do it on purpose, but I'm glad I did. Maybe it was the reptilians who forced me to do it when I was asleep. Either way, here we go. And so what is Area 51 exactly? Well, if a lot of my listeners were like anything like me, I had no idea what Area 51 was. I just heard hearsay that it was where aliens lived and I thought that was pretty cool. But I mean, now that I'm older and I'm, you know, I'm doing more research, this is what Area 51 actually is. The official name is the Nevada Test and Training Range, which is a unit of the Nellis Air Force Base. According to the CIA, the name Area 51 comes from its map designation. It was also previously referred to as Paradise Ranch in order to make it more attractive to those who would be working there. Now, Paradise Ranch to me just sounds like a cult. It just sounds like somewhere where a bunch of cultists would live and and just fuck things up because, you know, I live on Paradise Ranch, so I'm just going to drink some Kool-Aid and hang myself. Again, if anyone has any problems with suicide or depression, please seek help. It's better to talk to someone than no one. So, you know, Paradise Ranch, I mean, why would anyone who was applying to work at Area 51, hey, come work at Paradise Ranch, and then you're all dressed up and, you know, we have all these military and official uh, personnel trying to recruit you. Uh, that That's kind of a turnoff, if you ask me. I'm not going to go work at some place called Paradise Ranch when I have the knowledge of cults and everything else where people get fucked up on gravy-sounding names. No, no, not for me. So, In 1958, under public land order 1662, the 38,400-acre land area was withdrawn from public use by the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission, a predecessor to the U.S. Department of Energy. It is located more than 120 miles northwest of Las Vegas. So, if everyone has heard when, uh, I think it was last year, where they were going to raid the... the, um, 
Area 51 to go break out the aliens and find out exactly what was going on there, which I'm very sad that it didn't happen. Instead, people went to go party in Vegas and surrounding areas because I guess they were they just, they were too scared to actually go raid Area 51, which there is there are signs posted all over the area and the perimeter saying that if you trespass or if you keep charging disobeying orders that you will be shot that the US Air Force has full authority to use deadly force to prevent people from gaining access on on the base but why was it withdrawn from public land order I mean, from, you know, public use, why can't we just go draw, you know, ride out some dune buggies out on, on the, on the area or, you know, go play some, some, uh, Frisbee golf out there next to area 51. I get it's a test center and I get that, you know, there could be certain things that, you know, can, can do uh, the civil or civilians harm, but to completely withdraw it. And then if you've seen uh, episodes or read more about it, like I was doing the last couple of days, there are armed guards driving around the entire area of area 51. That's not even close to the base. This is like several hundred yards, hundred, uh, you know, clo- away from the actual base itself. You know, although I guess anywhere past a certain point of the, of the perimeter, the perimeter border, there, you know, it's all part of Area 51, but the actual buildings are miles and miles away from where these uh, these security guards have, or security officers, or patrol officer men have set up shop all all along to make sure that nobody even crosses that invisible barrier. Why? I know why. Alien shit. It's it's all down there. Now I haven't seen it myself, but it's there. So Area 51 is believed to be hiding aliens in alien spacecraft. One popular UFO conspiracy is that in 1947 in Roswell, New Mexico, remains from flying saucer that supposedly crashed were brought to the site to reverse engineer experiments in order to replicate the ship. Now, that was actually an, a real thing that uh, there was a space uh, spacecraft that fell in, in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. Now, if anyone had, I mentioned this in my aliens episode, Roswell's fucking gnarly when it comes to alien stuff. It is awesome. It is probably one of the coolest places to go visit if you're just passing through New Mexico. It, you know, it's real. It, it was just a real cool time that we, uh, we went through there, but Roswell, New Mexico is, you know, it's considered one of the biggest places to see uh, alien activity, which I wouldn't doubt it. You know, it, the the crazy thing is, is that the there there are several accounts where people actually admit that the flying saucer or the spacecraft did crash and, and get fucked up in Roswell, New Mexico. But why are we reverse engineering it in order to replicate the ship? Wouldn't people get mad? The other aliens get mad because we're trying to duplicate their shit, you know? I don't want a war with aliens. No, I'm I'm not down for that. I can't I can't I can't handle that right now in 2020. So how about we just stop trying to replicate the ship? You know we can maybe we'll put some take it to pit my ride. You know with exhibit that way we can fix it up for them. Put a little coffee machine in that motherfucker and and send it back. We don't need it. <laughs> we don't we don't want it. Now just just to give you a timeline, it, it's a, just a real loose timeline on certain events that people that has led people to believe that area 51 is an alien holding place and experimental uh, facility to discover 
and figure out what's going on with our extraterrestrial homies out in, in other worlds. So April 12th, 1955, CIA, CIA officer Richard Bissell, who is overseeing the development of the U-2 plane, agrees along with three others that Area 51 would make the ideal location for testing U-2 training pilots. Now, the U-2 spacecraft was this new experimental airplane where it was it was supposed to be real badass. I mean, I believe it was supposed to be kind of like an undercover, high-speed type deal, but I don't I I don't remember because now I lost my notes. But it it, it was a, a special location. It was to be a new new wave of technology, a new uh, form of spying on other countries. So the government didn't want anyone else to know about it. So we did all the training and uh, testing out in Area Fifty One. Hmm, that that seems kind of kind of suspicious to me. Well. Uh, July 1955, the CIA begins using Area 51 to develop the high-altitude U-2 reconnaissance plane. Other aircrafts tested there was the Oxcart, a supersonic reconnaissance A-12 aircraft, and the F-117 stealth ground attack jet. All these planes were specifically designed to fuck up the enemy without the enemy knowing and be able, and be able to spy on them without them knowing. Now, what I'm curious about is... Why out in Las Vegas? Why, I mean, why out in Nevada? Why in, why in that area? And if it was really that top secret, why make a big deal or make it super suspicious? Yeah, I know, I know. Grumbler, if if they're going to expose their secrets, they wouldn't be top secret anymore. So why would we invite people to go visit the facility when there could have been an undercover spy? I get that. I understand. But aliens, I'm telling you, fucking aliens. So, you know, all, all these attack, uh, space reconnaissance, supersonic, uh, secret planes, they were all being developed and tested out in Area 51, which people were starting to question and, and be curious about when at night they would hear odd, you know, odd sounds coming from the sky and odd lights zooming around. And people assumed that it was UFO, UFOs because or i'm guessing because of the alleged link that the flying saucer that crashed in 1947 in new mexico was taken to area 51 to be reverse engineered now if you actually think about it you know it's you're out there chilling in the desert sipping on some peyote popping some uh some lsd eating some mushroom pizza and you see some fucking lights that just zoom by at a crazy crazy high speed what are you gonna think aliens you know the first thing that people jump to the conclusion is that if they can't recognize something or they don't take the time to understand it, it's automatically aliens. But if, if we all think about it, with the limited information and technology back in the day, you know, in the 50s, that compared to what we have now, it is understanding or understandable how people mistook the uh, testing of all these reconnaissance high speed planes for unidentified flying objects or you know alien spacecrafts it, it's completely understanding especially when you're out getting drunk you know butt naked getting a tan out in the desert and all of a sudden you see something flying at a high rate of speed you're like holy shit end of the world i can't i can't have it anymore it, i mean i can understand but also aliens you know what i mean so uh, November 1959, a radar test facility is established at Area 51. So from the information that I gathered was that the radar was to 
pick up any other spy planes that were flying in the uh, space or the air space of Area 51, which, by the way, no zero commercial flights or private flights can go through the airspace in or around Area 51. They have to ask permission or and or get diverted completely way away from Area 51 due to the top secrecy and uh, the uh, fragile information that they have regarding multiple test planes and other uh, security or not security, but uh, spying uh, aircrafts and technology that they're developing in area 51. So again, why risk people being 20,000 times more curious when now uh, regular airplanes can't even fly over your airspace when it's in America. So American aircraft should be able to fly over, you know, American territories, right? Right. I mean, I'm right. I guess I, or I think I'm right, but it, it just more and more of the secrecy and the assumption that aliens are in area 51 makes it that much more intriguing and interesting. And people want to go check it out. Fuck. If I had the, the balls and I didn't worry about getting shot in the face by the air force, I had to go raid area 51. I mean, I might need, you know, some Crocs, something comfy and, and some sweatpants or something. Cause I, I can't be running all day. I got some bad knees. My feet hurt after a while, but you know, 1974 Skylab astronauts inadvertently take photographs at of Area 51. The images are reviewed by the National Photographic Interpretation Center and then removed from the rolls of film and forced and stored in a restrictive vault. See, now that's where shit starts getting getting more, you know, sufficient and suspicious. They in they inadvertently took pictures of Area 51 but they were taken off the roll and stored in a secretive vault. Why? What, 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 what did they capture on that film that was so much of a national threat level or an, an exposure that they had to put that in a secretive vault? I would like a president or some sort of governmental government official to open up the, the, uh, secrets of area 51 you know yeah not the spy planes and not anything else and i mean yes i understand that even if they do that there is a huge chance that they're going to be lying to us but what happens if you know just one thing they're doing this little fake you know expose of area 51 and then all of a sudden a little fucking alien runs around in the background like oh shit not now and then we find out that there's aliens in area 51 what if you know or what if one guy runs by you know how they always have that one weird uh, pedestrian that when when there's a live feed and they go yell something random and then take off running? What happens if they're doing that on a fake expose and then an alien does that? Straight runs out, you know, butt naked, yelling, I don't know, uh, E.T. is God, and then takes off running. And, then we, you know, we have evidence of aliens. <laughs> it's just a thought. I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying, you know, it isn't true. I'm not saying that... It's false. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just, you know, I'm just having fun with the episode. So uh, May 13th, 1989, uh, KLS reporter George Knapp interviews Bob Lazar, which exposes details about Area 51. Lazar explains or sorry, Lazar claims to be working with physicists trying to back engineer a downed alien spacecraft. Now, I, I didn't know who Bob Lazar was. And so, of course, I had to, you know, do a quick little search on him. And after I finish reading the timeline, we'll get into a little bit of Bob Lazar. I didn't want to dive deep into what or who or anything like that. But 
Now we have an employee or a person who claims that he was a former employee with that worked at Area 51 that worked with physicists trying to back engineer a downed alien spacecraft. Now, the information that I was looking up, Lazar didn't specify if it was the the same space aircraft that was uh, recovered in, in New Mexico. It doesn't say if it was a new one. It doesn't say if it was one that they shot down. He didn't go into details on what type of uh, spacecraft or where they found it. He was just saying that he was tasked with a physicist to back engineer a downed alien spacecraft. Now, what I get from former employees that, you know, exposed the, the quote, secrets and, and, and coverings of big top super secretive areas is that the place of employment and or the government will do everything they can to discredit and make the person seem crazy, which if you actually think about it, when you get on camera and flat out say, yo, I was actually helping, you know, re-engineer or back engineer a spacecraft to get that shit working. People are going to look at you like you're crazy already except when you have that small amount of conspiracy theorists who are like, I fucking knew it. I knew there was a spacecraft. I, they, those were no goddamn air balloons floating around the sky. Those were aliens. But it takes a lot to gain, to gain credit on such a taboo subject when the media majority government government and your place, your place of employment are doing everything they can to discredit you and make you seem like you're nuttier than a, and then a field full of a squirrel shit. You know what I mean? I just, this whole alien thing in area 51, I don't know. We'll, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. So September 8th, 1994, the U S air force issues a report stating that the wreckage recovered in Roswell, New Mexico in July, 1947, often referred to as the Roswell incident consisted of a smashed part of the balloons sensors and radar reflectors from a classified government project called project mogul. Well, yes, there was a project mogul where again, they were using weather balloons to gain certain secrets and coordinates on, on, you know, it was experimental. So they would send this balloon up with all these sensors and all these radar type deals, reflectors, so they can, spy on people without not not on people but you know spy on the enemy and not make it seem like they were that they were just regular reflectors of stars and uh certain things to where they it wasn't too uh, suspicious but it where it was hiding in plain sight so you know they would release it in the in the night and it would go super high up into the into the sky but supposedly the project uh mogul was what was actually crashed and recovered in the Roswell incident in 1947. But from all the reports and everything else that I've read, people have clearly stated that they, there was no balloon pieces. There was no reflectors. They were, it was a huge spacecraft where it took a truck to recover. So if it was just a balloon, people would, you know, people know the difference between a balloon and a fucking spacecraft. So Again, shady shit from the government. I'm not saying the government is guilty. I'm not saying the government is covering up anything. I'm just presenting you with what information I found. That way you can make your own determination. You know, I'm personally convinced that it's aliens. But hey, CIA, if you're listening, I'm just bullshitting. Don't come at my door. You can't afford any more fines. 
So the Project Mogul, if you look it up, you know, Project Mogul, show, you know, it, it has a, a description. And it, the way I read the page was that it clearly tried to make you believe that the Roswell incident and Project Mogul were were collected. But my question on that is, if that shit happened in 1947, why in 1994 were they barely releasing any information regarding the connection uh, to the Roswell incident and Project Mogul? Wouldn't there be from 47 to 57 at least, you know, 47 or five years after 1947, wouldn't there be a huge media kick and directed towards Project Mogul or was Project Mogul quote unquote classified and just barely declassified in the 90s? Again, I understand that, you know, the government, the, all governments from all over the world have certain technologies and certain secrets that they would rather let people assume the worst before actually, you know, leaving, leaking or fully telling the public exactly what they want the public to know. Because, you know, the, the government isn't going to tell you everything regarding whatever secrets that they that they let out that that's that's dumb that goes for anyone if you're a huge business mogul you're not going to let out your secret you know if you have a an awesome recipe that people love you're not going to share your secret you know you're going to keep it and you're just going to give little bits and pieces which i understand but why in uh, 1994 that they just released the connection between project mogul and the roswell incident in 47 you know but if you have one or two witnesses who say, you know, it was a spacecraft, but then you have five to 10 that say, you know, I don't really know what it was, but it's actually opposite. You have more people claiming that they saw an identifiable spacecraft that was recovered and hauled away instead of a, a balloon with reflectors and radar on it. So again, I don't know, some fishy shit, but Roswell, New Mexico out there down to area 51, boy, I tell you. So uh, 2012 funding for the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, the Pentagon's secret UFO office ends. The office spent $22 million over five years collecting and analyzing what they considered anomalous aerospace threats. Okay, wait a minute now. Uh, I've mentioned at least, you know, a dozen times that I am not a conspiracy theorist in the slightest. But now, all of a sudden... The the uh, government is is ending uh, funding for aerospace threat identification. You know, that that which that is kind of weird that this is in 2012 and uh, Donald Trump just created uh, Space Force to protect from extraterrestrial uh, threats. Well, what what the fuck do they know that we don't know, man? If we're going to get if we're going to get hit with some aliens, let me know. I'm not trying to be somewhere where aliens are going to tear me up. I don't, I don't want to do that. Just give me an advance, you know, warning. It's just kind of odd to me that $22 million was spent over five years collecting and analyzing what they considered anomalous, anomalous aerospace threats. So that doesn't directly mean aliens. It just means that there were things from the outer space that can fuck us up, you know, whether it be uh, shooting stars, meteors, uh, uh, you know, other things that can collapse the the earth that they collected data on. But wouldn't that be enough to keep that shit going? <laughs> isn't isn't a big old meteor is what fucked up the dinosaurs and dinosaurs big ass things. They were some big ass creatures. So why why would they cancel it? And what did they what uh, 
what research and information did they collect that took them five years to gather? And who was involved? I'm sure physicists were involved. I wonder if astronauts were involved. I don't know. You just, it, there's just so many things that you can't really find information on when it comes to this topic that I wish I could. And you're just going to find uh, the uh, the fluff pieces that everybody wants you to read. Again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. It's just, I mean, it just makes you wonder. And it's a fun subject to get into. You know, is there, is there not? And I decided to share, especially since yesterday was World UFO Day. So, uh, you know, so like I mentioned earlier, uh, Bob Lazar. Now, who is Bob Lazar? Bob Lazar claims he examined he examined an alien craft that ran on an antimatter reactor powered by Element 115, which at the time had not yet been synthesized. He also claims to have read U.S. government briefing documents that described alien involvement in human affairs over the past 10,000 years. He states he was hired in the late 1980s to reverse engineer pur purported extraterrestrial technology at what he described as a secret site called S4. Lazar alleges that this subside, subsi, subsidiary installation is located several kilometers south, uh, south of Area 51. So Lazar is leaking all this shit. Lazar is claiming that he's read U.S. government document briefings on alien involvement in human affairs for 10,000 years. How, how, how old is, is the earth? You know, I don't, that, that just doesn't seem right to me that 10,000 years of alien involvement, what, what the hell were the aliens doing with, with, uh, mankind back in the fucking 10,000 years ago? What did they help them you know, create the will? Did they help them create fire? Holy mother of horseshit nuts. What if the aliens taught the, the cavemen how to fucking make fire to help the species live so they can keep probing us and do research on us and that listeners is how conspiracy theories are born <laughs> i mean if, if he's alleging ten thousand years of alien involvement what kind of aliens i mean again i had mentioned earlier about the the in my previous episodes i think it was aliens and uh, the uh, marine on mars that reptilians are you know by a, a huge conspiracy by by david ike that they are living amongst us and have been for several thousands of years now is that a coincidence is that a collaboration of conspiracy theories or are they both true lazar is claiming that he read actual u.s government u.s government documents stating that there was involvement in human affairs now what human affairs do we do we get involved in where we had to do alien technology or, or alien uh, a word of advice. I mean, you see what I mean about being curious and, and when people make crazy, crazy uh, allegations and claims that they've read and seen, why can't we get a copy of the document where the fucking aliens were helping us out 10,000 years ago and they continue to help us now? Wouldn't it be ironic, not ironic, but wouldn't it be hilarious if, Area 51 was co-engineered by aliens. <laughs> this whole thing was created so aliens are actually live there, but they're diverting any curiosities about aliens <laughs> away from Area 51. Oh my gosh! Now the being hired in the 1980s to reverse engineer purported extraterrestrial technology again, antimatter and Element 151. From my understanding, or from what I read, is that these are illegal, highly illegal, hard to get things 
that if you try to look them up or try to buy some, you're automatically clicked on, on the CIA and FBI most watched list because you don't need to have uh, antimatter and element 115. So I, I, I don't know much about that. I don't claim to know anything. I'm not a scientist. I'm not... I'm not, I'm not anything of any high education. I mean, I'm just, I'm just a graveyard grumbler who likes to ramble about shit that sounds cool. So please don't take anything scientific that I say, or if you think that I actually know what these things mean, like antimatter and element 115, because I don't, if you do email me and fill me in, cause I want to know what the fuck those things are too. But 1980. So this, the, the thing with, Bob Lazar is he claims that again he was employed to research all this and help figure things out and help build and, and engineer certain things that involved extraterrestrials and you know things from out of this world. But they made him seem like he was not sane from all of the uh, the information and stuff that I read about. There's also a few document or a couple of documentaries that he is involved in or are about him that were kind of interesting. Uh, one is on Netflix. I think it was called uh, Bob Lazar and UFOs. It, it just type in Bob Lazar and it should be in there. But why you know, we see all these cool little cameras where, you know, bow tie cameras and little click spy cameras. Why couldn't Lazar grab one of those and take some pictures of the film? I mean, of the documents. That way we can you know, get on the up and up with him as well. I don't know how true this is and I don't know how accurate any of this. I'm just going off of what people, again, what Bob Lazar and other employees have. Uh, stated that they've witnessed and seen. So S4, you know, I, uh, he mentioned that uh, he was in a secret site, site called S4. Now, what S4 is, is claimed to be a secret underground facility built into the base of the Papoose Mountains in Lincoln County, Nevada, where recovered alien spacecrafts and extraterrestrial beings are kept uh, hidden away. And uh, S4 is supposed to be where they do all of the experiments on the aliens, where they you know have all of their spacecrafts. If uh, you guys remember on Independence Day, where uh, Will Smith and the president went into this underground tunnel and then went to where the spacecraft was, and they walked down a a stretch where on the sides there was a bunch of aliens and glasses. That is the supposed S4 secret building where all of the actual alien shit goes to, which is several miles away from the actual main base of area 51. Can you get there? Absolutely not. There's no way to penetrate that area. I just watched a movie on uh, area 51 where some kids got fucked up because they tried to go <laughs> to the S4. Uh, you know, if the, and the, the S4 is an actual area that exist you know it, it's been confirmed by government officials and, and other employees that have worked in that area however the details of s4 are it's just top secret and what a lot of people assume is that that is again that is where all the aliens are kept but that is also where people believe that all the top secret top top secret secret aircrafts and and spy technology is kept that way, if we do have an invasion or uh, an attempted takeover, a hostile takeover from a foreign country, there is no way that they can reach that without getting fucked up first. So I, I that is more believable that the S4 is the S4 location is designed to keep the toppest top secret secret secret. That way, no one can fire, you know, find out and turn it against us and fuck us up with our own technology. But. 
what happens if there are aliens? You know, my, my here's my whole thought on this thing is that no one actually knows if they're aliens. You know, if it would be selfish of us to believe that there is no type of life form in this galaxy at all, that I feel that there are some type of of life form, whether it be, you know, some organism, a little bug or, you know, something out in outer space. It just can't be to where we're the only ones in this entire universe. However, do I believe that Earth has been infiltrated with aliens and other extraterrestrials? I don't know. It has been an infatuation of mine now going on for the last week where I want to learn as much as I can about aliens and who is all talking about it and people's experiences. And unfortunately, you get a lot of quacks where I've seen aliens or, yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them when I was at the Dunkin' Donuts and, and people are trying to drink my coffee and it, you know, I saw it right in the back window. You see a lot of people who make far-fetched claims. And because of that, it is really difficult to actually find the truth on who is telling you know, accurate uh, encounters. There are a bunch of movies about them. There's some believable and there's some that are far-fetched. But me personally, I, I don't know. It's difficult for me to make a valid claim that there are aliens because I don't have the proof. But then there's that part of me where I know it's selfish to believe that there's nothing in this in this universe other than us. It doesn't seem right. However, Area 51, I do believe that Area 51 is hiring, is hiding some shady ass shit. Were there the possibilities of you know, spacecrafts that crashed and were taken to, to Area 51? Absolutely. Why wouldn't there be the, uh, the chance and possibility or, re or reality that uh, spacecrafts were recovered and taken to a secret location to kept away from us? It, it goes as that, you know, not, I'm not, I don't know if it's a saying, but it goes as that. If the world doesn't know of other dangers, the world will feel safe. But as soon as the world knows of dangers beyond their mind can imagine, then they will be in total panic mode and chaos will ensue. That is just my thought and my saying. I don't know if that's an actual saying. If it is, I don't, I didn't mean to steal it from anyone. But if it's not, then I want to coin that. Pay me every time you say it. <laughs> I just charge a dollar. Inflation, you know what I mean? But Area 51 is going to continue to be a an entity of mystery. Nothing unless unless we can actually get undercover, we can get someone who works for there and and can infiltrate all the you know behind the walls and down to the S4 location, we're never going to know. The government is going to tell us that there, you know, there's aliens or they're not going to show a big old expose on, on keeping aliens down. They're not going to do that because it's going to scare the shit out of humanity and people are going to freak out and flip and then we're not going to have any more toilet paper again. That, no, no, government, if there are aliens, don't show anyone because I don't want another toilet paper shortage. That was bullshit, you know, no pun intended, but... <sighs> I, it, Area 51, yes, it is a top secret Air Force uh, testing site. And because of that, where they, you know, they do set off bombs, they do set off, you know, shoot off weapons. That's why a lot of times people, well, not, not a lot of times, but that is the main reason why people aren't allowed in, you know, that whole area. So they won't get fucked up and blown up. Uh, I don't know how accurate the reports are, but 
there seemed to be some radioactive material that was let loose when they were testing out certain weapons and building certain uh, certain technologies that required radioactive material. So allegedly there, you know, I don't know how true it is, but there were some lawsuits where certain employees were uh, became sick because of the radioactive exposure. And so did some uh, um, citizens and, and residents who lived in that area. They got sick from from all the dumping of, of the radioactive material from Area 51. I don't know how accurate that is. Again, I'm just going off of what I read on the Internet. And, well, we can't always believe the Internet <laughs> as much as we want to. No, we can't believe the Internet off of everything. So, again, this episode, take it with a grain of salt. And it, it's, a, it's a fun topic. Like I said, I, I just became interested in aliens a lot this last couple of weeks. Most recently, this last this past week, I've been able to dive real deep into it and, and listen to all of the crazy stories and assumptions and conspiracy theories surrounding aliens. So. If you believe in aliens, let me know. Go to graveyardgrumblermail.com. Leave me an email. You can go to uh, download the Podbean, Podbean podcast app, and you can leave comments on my on my page there on, under Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Uh, you can leave a comment on my Instagram, Graveyard Grumbler Podcast, and my Facebook, again, Graveyard Grumbler Podcast is the same thing. So, I'm really curious to know if my listeners believe in aliens and if they believe Area 51 is legitimately hiding extraterrestrials and spacecrafts from you know, out of this Earth. Maybe, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I don't know how to start a poll, but if I could, then I would you know, put it on my website. I don't know how to do that yet. I'm not that advanced, so I'm still trying to figure it out. So again, I appreciate everyone listening. Thank you, everyone, for the support. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed this uh, episode. And if you're having problems sorting out your life and you need a little extra guidance, you know, hit up Goddess Guidance at AnnaMRomero.com. She actually does wonders, helps you get through tough times, gives you readings and everything that pertains to uh, her services. If you go to my website, graveyardgrumbler.com, podbean.com uh, her link is on the is on the sidebar just click it and it'll direct you directly over there so thank you everyone for the support thank you everyone for listening and as always good morning good day good night goodbye this is the end this is the end this is the end graveyard grumbler podcast